Welcome to track number 10 of the Mega Church. Amen. Even if you disturb me, you are not disturbing me. Amen. Because that's the duty and the, the role of a father. You cannot say my children are disturbing me. Sometimes my children will come and say, they are going to sleep in the bed with us. And I tell my wife, there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. She's sleeping with us. My daddy, I want to sleep with you. Okay. There's nothing we can do about it. Daddy, I want to sleep with you. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. There is nothing wrong. That is something wonderful that God gives to everyone. And so if God gives you a father, appreciate it, value it, trust it, go for help. Amen. Anybody who does not have a father is different from someone who has a father. There's a big difference. There is a big difference. There is a big difference. There is a difference. Barbara, there's a difference. There is a difference. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right, what's the next one? Accept what? Decisions. Accept father's decisions. If you've got a good father, he decides. You've got to flow with it. Jocelyn, in it. Next one. The third step. Fourth step is what? Follow the man of God closely. How do you do that? Physically and spiritually. How do you do it physically? By being close, in it, spiritually, through the books and the tapes, videos, in it, hmm? you can be close to somebody through. Because you see, like for instance, at this the meeting, you know, even if I sat down to talk with you, I would not talk as much as I am talking now. You understand what I'm saying? So, in a tape. You have a person talking for a long time. He's talking to you. Hours and hours and hours and hours. You can be close to somebody when you listen to him talking. Amen. Alright. Now what can you get when you listen? What can you get? The anointing. Is that not so? What verses tell us that we can get anointing through listening to tapes? I'm going to give you three verses, huh? I didn't give it to you. Number one, John chapter 6, verse 63. Huh? John chapter 6, verse 63. The flesh profiteth, and the spirit quickeneth. The words that I speak to you. They are spirit and life. So John 6.63, Jesus is saying here that the words, the words are what? Spirit and life. Second scripture, Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 2. Could you read it for us, please? Okay. All right. The what happened when the what happened? Jocelyn. The what happened when the what happened? 
Say it again, read it again, could you? The what happened when the what happened? The spirit, the anointing, the spirit, the anointing, it entered into where? When what happened? When he spoke. So when you are listening to the speakings, the anointing can enter into you. Amen. That is why we stay at a camp meeting like this. After you keep hearing the word and keep hearing the word, the anointing is entering into you. Oh, definitely. You are broken down. You are open. You are, you are receptive more and more and more to the glory and to the anointing of the Spirit. Just by sitting here and listening and listening and flowing and listening and flowing and saying amen and accepting and understanding and flowing and hearing, the Spirit is entering into you. And the Bible says, the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Amen. I'm going to ask you this question after the meeting. Okay? That is going to be an oral exam. Okay? We're going to have oral exams for all that we've learned. Okay? So, when you sit there, I'm going to ask you one of the questions. What verses tell us that if you listen to tape, you can receive the anointing? John 6.63, Ezekiel 2.2, and the last one is Acts 10.44. Do you think you are ready for this oral exam? <laughs> huh? Acts ten forty four. What happened? What happened in Acts ten? Peter was preaching. Huh? Are they going to give us coffee again like yesterday? Is it ready? With the donuts and everything. Why didn't they bring the donut this time? Uh, so at nine o'clock. Oh, okay. So we're gonna have coffee and donuts. Are you excited about that? Man. <laughs> okay. Let's go through, yeah? What does it say, Acts 10, 44? Acts 10, 44. While Peter yet... Speak these words, yes? The Holy Ghost fell on all of those who were living in the area. All of those who were sleeping upstairs. All those who heard the word. What happened to those who were hearing the word? The Holy Ghost fell on them. How many believe that the Holy Ghost is falling on you as you are hearing the word of God? Amen. So Nadia, if I ask you, tell me two scriptures that can tell you that as you hear the word through tapes and so on, the anointing can come into you. You tell me what verse. Number one, Ezekiel 2.2, Acts 10.44. And I say, I'll give me three scriptures for distinction. John 6.63. Man. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you are you glad you know that? Yes. Okay. Next one. What's the next point about the anointing? Laying on of hands. We talked about that, isn't it? And we talk about some of the reactions to the anointing. Reaction number one is what? Could you write that down? Weeping. Weeping. 
reactions to the laying on of hands. One is weeping. Number two is what? Falling. Number three, shaking. Number four, nothing. <laughs> is that not so? <laughs> Falling forwards and backwards. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many want to experience the anointing? I love it. Amen. I want it. I love it. 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 Hallelujah. What's the next point? The second key, loyalty. Give me the reasons that we must have loyalty. Number one. It is a principal qualification for every minister amen what verse is that can we quote first corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 moreover it is required of stewards that a man be found talented gifted supernatural super fantastic he must be found what Reliable, dependable, trustworthy, constant, unchanging. In it. In it. All right. Next one. To be able to fight the. Now, Nakushit, stand up and tell us what the fifth column is. No, tell us the story. How did the story of the fifth column come about? Not a younger soldier, a visitor. But you can say soldier. You can change it, you know, yeah? I'm giving you copyright. Wonderful. Now, is that, as soon as who gives the word? Uh-huh. Uh, who will kill who? Uh, the people inside will kill the guys and open the doors and turn off the lights and so on. They are very bad, isn't it? They are very bad people. <laughs> but that's the only way to win sometimes, is to have people in there. Huh? Very, very, very somewhere. You know... Sat, uh, what do you call it? These people have people inside. You know the U.S. Embassy? Did you hear of that? The U.S. Uh, spy thing? Yeah. They have, so the Russians had somebody right in the FBI. Is it FBI or CIA? Top man there. Is that also who works for Russia? Huh? I've been working with them for many years. <laughs> it's a real Orango, I tell you. <laughs> It's a real so do we have anybody here who's working for the devil? Okay. Nakoshi, well done. Thank you. Okay. The next reason for loyalty. 
Why do we need the love of God to fill the church? Because love is such a beautiful thing. Is that not so? That is why people come to weddings. I tell you, divorcees come. People whose husbands are unfaithful come. People who who are not even talking in their marriages come. People who quarrel for years they all come to the wedding for one reason, because love is such a beautiful thing to see and to see again and again and again. It's a nice thing. I'd like to be at your wedding. It's a nice event to come to. Yeah, even if I've quarrelled with my wife, I still enjoy coming to your wedding. Because love is a beautiful thing to just observe. So people are attracted to things that have love in it. So we need to have love in the church. Ben, when people come to church and find out that Ben loves his pastor and his pastor's wife so much, they will be attracted. Many people have been attracted to Lighthouse because my assistant pastor loves me. Reverend Saki. It's something that's attractive. Amen. Yeah, it's something that's attractive. It's nice to see people who are happy and like each other. Do you understand? And flow with each other and not having a problem with what what do you have that I don't have and uh, what, what do you do that I don't do and what is this and all these things are not they are not there. It's a nice stable feeling. Hallelujah. That everybody is attracted to. Because love is such a beautiful thing. Amen. Can I have an amen? What's the next one? Huh? Sheep only drink from still waters. Huh? Is it true? If you come to the water and the water is moving, would you drink? You'd be wondering what is in it. And if there's a smell coming from the water, would you drink it? Now that's what some people do. They stay in a church for some time. They are blessed by the church. And when they are leaving the church, just before they go out, they wee-wee into the water. And then they go away. And then the next person comes. And he comes and says, there's a smell here. <laughs> there's a smell here. Now, there are people who've been in all nations church, who benefited from that church for many years. When they were leaving the church, they turned around and they weaved into the church. And they went. And now new people who come to the church, there's something <laughs> wrong here. That's what we read in Ezekiel 34. He said, is it right for you to drink of the clear waters and after to muddy the waters on your way out? You just weaved into the water, poo-poo into the water and go away. <laughs> something you drank from for five years. You benefited from the preaching, the teaching, the anointing. You benefited from the church. Now, for some reason, you decided to go. Why spoil it for everybody else? And spread stories about the pastor, about this, about that, about that. Just go away. There's no need to turn around and spoil what you benefited. You drank from that water. 
for five years. Now people come to the church and they, they see the water and they, they say, I can't really drink this one. There's something I'm not sure about. And I've also heard that somebody will be reading to the water. <laughs> oh man, it's a pity. I said it's a pity. It is unfortunato. Unfortunato. Amen. Amen. Are you going to do that one day? After you've been in the church and you've benefited and you've been blessed, God has touched your life and changed your life. Now you say, okay, you want to go. And when you go, you turn around and say, yeah, that bishop, he's this, he's that. Pastor Andy is like this. He's that. He's proud. He's lifted up. He thinks he's God. He says he's this. He's that. Why? Just go away. Okay? And leave the water so that somebody else can come and benefit. And you go, since we are so bad and you have to leave us now, Go to the new place that you have to go to and just leave us to God. God will sort us out. But there's no need to wee-wee in the water. Tell somebody, there is no need to wee-wee in the water. Amen. Do you believe it? <laughs> All right. What's the next key of loyalty? To have a what? have a large team of pastors. Do we want to have a large team of pastors? Do we want a large team of pastors? Wonderful. A large team of pastors. A large team of pastors. A large team of pastors. I said a large team of pastors. Have you filled that form? Have you asked Larry filled the form? Alright. You gotta you gotta fill it. Don't forget. Very important. All right, a large team of pastors. I want you to be one of the pastors, Ben, in the large team of pastors. Joycelyn, I want you to be one of the pastors. Lady Pastor Joycelyn. I want it. That's what I'm preaching. What do you think I'm doing? What, what do you think is my aim as I'm here? Yeah, what, what do you think I'm doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on you. I'm talking to you. I'm trying to get the pastor out of you, the nation out of you. I'm investing in you because I'm believing in you. There is nobody here who is ruled out. No way. Have the donuts come? Not yet. All right. <laughs> it will come before 10 p.m. 10 a.m. No problem. We'll go till then. When they come, we shall break. Hallelujah. Are you still around? I say, I, what do you think I'm trying to do? I'm trying to get that thing out of you. Nadia, what do you think? Is that not so? Now, Nadia, do you think you are nearer being a pastor than... How many years ago was it that you came to Toronto? Many years ago. Was it five or three? Only three. The first time... First, first time five years ago. Do you think you are nearer becoming a, a minister? Much nearer. Pastor will you be happy to have Lady Pastor Nadia? We want to welcome Lady Pastor Nadia to give us the word. <laughs> Sounds good, isn't it? Yeah. Brother, is it William? No. Michael, you want to be a pastor? Sure. Man. Now we can't all be pastors without any congregation members. 
So you've got to have more members coming into the church so that there will be a good pastor-congregation ratio. Otherwise, we have mostly pastors and two members. <laughs> or one to one. One pastor to one church member. <laughs> but we're going to do it. Amen. What's the next one? To have a long-lasting ministry. You want a long-lasting ministry? How long did Jesus have to preach? How long did the ministry continue after he went? He's still going, man. He's got loyal people. I'm loyal to Jesus. I belong to him. I'm preaching on his behalf. I'm not trying to wrangleize him. I'm not trying to displace him or to take over. I'm not trying to remove his name from the church. It's been going for all these years. And we can have a long-lasting ministry in Canada beyond your lifetime. You see, we all think Jesus is going to come soon, but he may not come for the next 500 years. We may be dead and gone and it will take 500 years before Jesus will come. It's possible. I don't think so, but it's possible. But we want to say that, Lord, in 500 years' time, maybe by that time, Canada will be getting overpopulated. Because now it's underpopulated, isn't it? By that time, we'll be getting overpopulated. There'll be lighthouse churches all over. They'll have a little plaque there. You see how they... They've got their, okay, this one is, but you see out there, there's a plaque, to the glory of God. And then they will have, maybe some of the church buildings, they will name them after some of the early founding fathers of the lighthouse churches. They write, to the glory of God. Then they will write, this Andrew Lugutera temple was dedicated to God. You know, Lighthouse Chapel International, Andrew Lugutera temple. Because sometimes they name the buildings after people, the building itself. the founding fathers of the church in, in Canada. You, you'll be surprised. All these things are real things. Then, it will be worth living for. Edna, what do you think? Edna, I want you to rise up. I want you to be more than a wife. And, a, and, and more than a, a mother of babies. Okay? And I want you to be more than somebody who's just married to Larry. Amen. I want you to be an individual minister on your, in your own right. Amen. Larry, Pastor Larry, is not the peace of God which passes all understanding. He's Larry. He's not the Holy Spirit. He's just a husband. You get it? So, I want you to rise up and do more. Not just do more, but be more. Be interested in more. And do more. And minister. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Do you mind if I talk to you like that? Hallelujah. Jason is not happy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Are you still around? You started to still stay on? Okay. So we must 
uh, what, what was the point we are doing? Long lasting ministry. We must have a lasting ministry. Lasting. 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 I feel God is bringing a lasting ministry here. In Jesus' name. Amen. What's the next point? Full reward. What are the words which will be given to people who are going to come for their rewards? Well done. Good and faithful. Not well done. Thou good and anointed servant. Good and talented servant. Good and singing servant. Good and whatever. Good and faithful. Faithful. Constant. Amen. What's the next thing we did? Key number three, obedience. What did you learn about obedience? It's higher than sacrifice. It's higher than sacrifice. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. We must learn that verse. First Samuel 15 verse 22. It's going to come in the exam. This afternoon's exam. Exam is at 3 o'clock. Because we are closing at 5. Exam is at 3. Amen. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Amen. Has the Lord, has the Lord, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. First Samuel 15, 22. Let's take it again. Ready? Go. And Samuel 15, 22. And Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to hearken on the fat of rams. What are the fat of rams? Best part of the sacrifice. The fat of rams is a special sacrifice, different from ordinary sacrifice, the fat of rams. And to obey is better than sacrifice. And to listen to hacking is better than the fact of rams. Amen. Can you memorize it? Are you too old to memorize? Okay. Now, what else did you learn about sac- uh, obeying? Three levels to which to obey God. Number one, obey God through His written word. Amen. Number two, 
God will do what? Through his Holy Spirit directly. Number three. Voice of the shepherd. Is that not so? These are three ways by which God speaks, which you must learn to obey. Learn to obey. And behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. Amen. Now if, Kojo, or Larry, you are going to do something, and you said, oh, and I said, listen, do this, right? And then you say, oh, I'm, go- I'm not going to do what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. But here is $500 to encourage the work of God. And God will say to you, look, and Samuel said, has God as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. It's better. What is this money that you are giving? Why you wouldn't even obey God personally in your life? Miss Cassie. Amen. Is that not so? Wonderful. So you are blessed. How many are going to obey the voice of the Lord? Now, this is something that I want you to add and note. I call it the conviction. I said yes, I will remind you again. The conviction. This is part of the obeying the voice of the Lord, isn't it? I call it the conviction. The conviction. The conviction is what I call... Are you there? The conviction is what I call the... um, It is what I call the voice of the Holy Spirit to your spirit. I've got a new book that's coming out. It's called Following to the Top. Amen. Following to the Top. Following to the Top. Amen. Following to the Top. Following to the Top. Hallelujah. The conviction is what you must follow. Now, I want you to understand this. As you obey the Lord, amen, as the Spirit speaks to you, I want you to know that it produces what I call the conviction. Let me give you three junctions in my life personally that I I want to share with you. Number one, I met my wife, okay? And I did not hear the audible voice of God telling me, marry this one. Of course, I liked her. She was beautiful, everything, all those things were there. But I also felt conviction that I I could marry her. I should say more, I was allowed to marry her. Amen. Number two, I felt a conviction to be a pastor. Amen. I didn't know what it was. Nadia, do you understand? You don't have to know what it is. They have to know that there is something. Like I told you, I saw the cars out of the plane. What did I say about that, Nadia? What type of car? But I saw a car. Was I not seeing right? I was seeing right. I wasn't seeing exactly. I was seeing something real. And I had a conviction to be a pastor, to be a minister. And even though, even though I couldn't know what it was, because I didn't know what it was, a pastor, I just wanted to serve God. Praise God. I followed it. It's true that I wasn't seeing it clearly, but I was seeing something real. 
Brother, the fact that it's not clear does not mean it's not real. Never forget that. If it's not clear, it doesn't mean it's not real. Huh? That's what I was trying to tell you. If it is not clear, it doesn't mean that it's not real. Very real. So as you sit here, if you have that conviction, it may not be clear how, when, what. You get it? But you know that it's there. And that conviction is something you are going to have to follow. The fact that it's not clear does not mean that it is not real. It's very real. It's very real. I said it's very, very real. It's real. Is this church real? Is this work that is going on a real thing? Man, we are here because of what I'm talking about. We are here because of a conviction. Not an angel. Please, no angel has spoken to me to do anything. Just the conviction that I had in my heart. That is what has brought us to where we are. The conviction is one of the most powerful things that God can give you. Hallelujah. So I felt that conviction in me. And I decided to do it. Listen, I can remember in 1982 when I was doing my A-level, advanced level exam. I remember a particular day as I walked to the exam room, I felt within me that I have to serve the Lord and be in the ministry. Way back, how old was I? 19 years old. Way back. I just knew that I had to in the ministry, do something. I didn't know what the ministry, I those words, the ministry, I don't know what it is. I didn't even use those words. I just knew that I have to do the work of God. Save souls. That's how what I understood. I see the cars were not clear, but I was seeing real cars. Then, yeah. it may not be clear, but you are seeing what you are seeing is real. And you feel convinced you should do it. Then you know what? When I finished medical school, my mother gave me some money. I bought a truck, a big tipper truck, and I was doing business. Because I said, I didn't want to uh, uh, do the medicine because it wasn't worth it in the hospital. I didn't want to. So I started doing business. And I, I, was, I had contracts in Tema, the harbor. I was supplying sand and stones. I used to go to the village of Afienia, go and collect sand, stones, bring them <laughs> to the harbor. And I was doing various things. And I was doing various business. I had a driver called um, uh, Isa. Isa. And then I had uh, somebody else who I had employed. He was called Damendra. And they were working for me. And I had my truck. You know, as the year went by, there were times that I'd be in church. And I said, hey, Reverend Saki, where is Isa? You know, I'd forgotten I had a truck. Because it was out of my mind. My, my mind and my heart was on the work of the ministry that I was doing. By the end of 1990, God just laid on my heart. He said, leave this thing that you are doing and just give yourself to the ministry fully. That was the conviction. I remember lying in, I used, I was, I used to live in a hotel, my father's hotel, in room 14. I remember lying on the carpet and praying and I just knew that I just had to trust God and take that step and move out in this life. And, and I did it. I said, I did it. And here we are. I said, here we are. It's been worth it. I said, it's been worth it. Convictions are some of the most powerful things that God can give to you. Not any loud shouting something, but a conviction. You know, something that God can convict you and say, stay close to this person. 
brought some conviction, said, I've given this person to you to be a blessing to you, to be a help to you. These are convictions that God gives to his people. Let's not lose them. I said, let's not lose them. Let's not take them lightly. The fact that it's not clear, Michael, does not mean that it's not real. So I have to write that down myself. It's too powerful. Somebody should give me a pen, please. Ah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Larry, do you believe what I'm sharing with you? Very important. Amen. Now, for instance, I felt, okay, I felt recently that I should increase the workforce of people who work full-time in the ministry, which is something I don't like doing because it generates a lot of bills and it also has its other ramifications and other things. But it's a conviction that I've had you see, and it's something that, that's why, that's why I was doing this kind of, what do you call it, to get people to support, you know. And I feel that God is also providing for that to be possible. But it's something that I feel that I should encourage people who are supposed to be working for God full time to do it. And if it's going to cost just $300 or whatever, it can be afforded. If Ben can support somebody, then Ben sacrifices here to be redirected. It's worth it. Amen. I, f- I feel it. I feel that conviction to do that. I feel that conviction to do that. You know, most of the things I've been doing are building buildings, do this, do that, buy church food. And I feel the need to employ people and, and release them to work morning to evening all the time for the Lord. So, and I have to follow what God is. Because, you see, God is trying to do something through me. It's not my work. It's His work. So when he says, okay, do this, do this, do this, you are supposed to just be obeying and flowing. And God will do it. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have a better amen? amen. Powerful. Powerful. The Lord is good. All right. Now I was telling you about some convictions I had. Is that not so? No. Had a conviction to start a church in, in London. I obeyed. I had a conviction to start a church unusual in Nigeria. One day somebody came and told me a prophecy. He said, He says I'm going to have a, a big church in Lagos. And I said, Oh, really? I just put it away. And I don't go by what people tell me. If what you tell me is what the Spirit is saying and it agrees, fine. When he said, I just put it away. But then the Lord began to convict me. Many years later, go to Nigeria. And so now, we have moved into Lagos, big time. We are trying to buy a big warehouse, costing about $300,000. To build and have a big church in Lagos. And then in Ibadan. And then in Kanu and Kaduna. And Joss. And so on. There's more room. We don't, we don't... You see, I said, I'm in the harvest field and I, you are going by your Rambo helicopter and I'm waving. I said, please, I need some people to help. Can you see me down in the field? Huh? Larry, can you see me down in the field? White field and I'm waving. Please send some help. 
Come down and help join me. Amen. 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 Wonderful. All right. Now, what's the next one? Back to the keys. All right. Back to the keys. Where we were before we came back to the conviction. Two ways to obey the call. What are they? To serve him. Huh? To go all out. Is that not so? Okay. And what was the next thing we did after that? A bit of sacrifice. How to know whether you're called? How do you know? Number one is to know that you're more likely that you're called. Is that not so? That's very important. To know that it's more likely that you are called. What's the next one? The more you listen to the word of God, the more likely that you hear the voice of God. Is that not so? Next. Who was a good example of that? Samuel. He was he he came, he moved his apartment. Is that not so? And came to stay in church apartments. And he heard the voice of God. Would he have heard that voice in the disco? It's not likely. Next one. The call of God is similar to a natural voice. Huh? So, 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 so that means that you may be seeing it, but it's like you wonder, is it a thought? Or is it an idea? Or is it something natural? So don't be confused and don't say to yourself, I want to hear things as clear as my bishop heard. I, I, how I heard is also just like how you are hearing it. And I also use my faith to move along. If you think that if you think that I have an angel appearing to me to tell me ABC, that, that's, not how it, that's not how it happens for me. I move by my conviction. Amen. Amen. Next. For instance, uh-huh, go on. Do what? What do you have? Then we move to sacrifice a bit, isn't it? Hallelujah. What's the next one? Three people who prevent you from sacrificing. Number one, Satan. Did he prevent anybody from sacrificing? Is it not amazing? And how does it sound like when he's trying to prevent you? It sounds logical, friendly, caring, considerate, reasonable. Everybody says, Satan, I've seen you. Yeah. It, it, it sounds all those things. Huh? Amen.